this week we are going to take questions that we've accumulated over, you know, a couple of months that we just feel like need to be addressed. Questions that everyone, we feel like the culture is asking right now. Um, And I'm just so thankful that you would trust me with asking us about those questions. It's time now for the Autumn Miles Show. girl autumn miles coming to you with a super fun fresh episode of the autumn miles show listen we are cranking these episodes out we're not on hiatus we didn't take a break why because we love you and we want to minister to you every single week with fresh content now we might take a break one time in the future but for now we're cranking these things out I felt like last week was super heavy. I know I felt, I actually listened back to that episode multiple times um, just because it was so personal for me and very transparent for me. I actually had a lot of people listen to that audio and my husband was one of them. And I was like, is this, am I being too transparent with Haven, our daughter? And um, he was crying when he heard the audio back. So we are going to kind of kind of take a breather, like a break, because the, the series that we have coming up is all about your mouth. <laughs> it's all about words. And it's going to be a heavy hitting series. You can expect that next week. But this week, we are going to take questions that we've accumulated over, you know, a couple of months that we just feel like need to be addressed. In the climate that we're living in, I feel like they need to be addressed. So this is gonna be a Q&A segment. Um, stay tuned, your question may be answered. We may answer it. We're gonna talk about parenting. We're gonna talk about what do you do when you don't agree politically with somebody. We're gonna talk about all, all the things after the break. They're great questions. There's church hurt questions in there that we wanna get to. Questions that everyone, we feel like the culture is asking right now. Um, And I'm just so thankful that you would trust me with asking us about those questions. So what's happening in my life? We're going to get there. We'll get to all the questions after the break. I just had 15 people in my house, you guys, 15 people. I am a very hospitable person. Like if you were to come to my door, I'd be like, hey, what's up? Come on in. And, you know, we would sit down, we would hang out, whatever. I love having people to the house. There is rarely a week that we don't have someone extra in our home, whether it's the kids' friends or whatever. But we had for one solid week, my entire family in our house, the whole family. Um, like all of them, all the people, all the kids, all the everything. Okay. And it was so much work. <laughs> I mean, if I wasn't cooking lunch, I was cooking dinner. If Eddie wasn't like smoking, we have a smoker that he does like ribs and, and brisket and stuff like that on. If he wasn't smoking brisket, he was smoking sausage for breakfast. Like we were cooking and cleaning and washing all the towels. I think I talked about that last week uh, forever. And I have to tell you, I feel like a lot of people, because the work of going on trips, the expense of a vacation, the expense of time away, just choose because it's so hard not to do it. 
My husband and I had just got back from a trip, an, our anniversary trip, which I think I told you about last week. But we didn't. We had an overnight flight. So we actually didn't sleep the, the night. Um, we we landed in DFW at 6 a.m. And then all 15 people came in at like 6 p.m. that night. So we literally skipped a night of sleep because of the time difference. And um, all 15 of them came in. Um, I have two nephews, one niece. My niece and nephews are the same ages as Moses and Haven. We have, you know, baby stuff everywhere. We have kids stuff everywhere. We have toys everywhere. We have Nerf guns everywhere. We have wet towels everywhere. And um, we just did the thing for a week. And it was hard. It was a lot of work. But as they all left, as exhausted as I was, I'm so thankful that we were able to have that time together. And I know that in this um, season of like, you know, the gas prices and all the things happening, it's easier to not step out and do it. It's very hard to pack up a suitcase, to go to a family member's house, to spend time. It's frustrating. Maybe they don't have the same coffee creamer that you like. Maybe they don't, you know, you you eat vegan and they the non-vegan stuff, you know. I really feel strongly about making the trip, doing the work, spending the time, making the sacrifice for people in your life. I think if anything the last couple of years have taught us, it's the value of cultivating healthy relationships. Healthy relationships are exhausting at times. They're expensive at times. They take us sacrificing little things in our lives to make them work. And as the dust has settled and everyone has gone home, you know, my kids have talked so much about their um, nephews and niece. They've talked about their aunts and their uncles about, you know, what, what fish they caught in the lake and, you know, uh, just little things like that. They found a turtle and it was like the one most wonderful thing. They found a lizard and then they wanted to bring it in the house. And I was like, you're not bringing a lizard in my house. No. But I just want to push on you a little bit to challenge you. If you're one of those people that's like, it's too much work. I have little kids. I get it. I totally understand. I want to challenge you to prioritize those people in your life because that's really how we have true joy. Um, we sat around, we have a fire pit in our backyard and we sat around and we talked about nothing and we got eaten up with mosquitoes, uh, but we laughed a lot. And there's so much good therapy just in laughter. So um, it was just such a great time. But I just feel like when you feel like it's too much work, press into that, press through that, make the trip, pack the kids, do the thing, because it will be worth it even though you're exhausted and you've washed 75 towels, okay? It is worth it. So that's what's happening in my life. Listen, I love my family so much. I value them a lot. Every single one of them are like people in my life that I go to for, for different reasons. Like I've got the practical side. I've got the crazy side. I've got the spontaneous side. And they are such pillars in my life for counsel, for um, laughter, for, you know, a good theological sparring partner. They're all the things in my life. So um, I just want to challenge you to make the trip, cultivate that relationship, send the text, make the call. 
offer your home because it is so worth it. Truly, joy happens in community. And I know that's so cliche these days, but it's actually true. So love you guys. I'll see you after the break. We're going to bring Cassie on and she is going to, you know, ask me these questions that y'all have been asking us. Can't wait. See you after the break. Are you new to this whole Jesus thing and don't know where to start? Or maybe you've been following him for a while and you want to dig deeper into the word of God. Then you've come to the right place. Each month, Autumn hosts an online in-depth Bible study through Facebook Live called The Jesus Initiative. The Jesus Initiative is a monthly spiritual challenge to anyone willing to join and grow deeper in their faith. She covers topics such as how to wait when waiting is hard, moving forward in faith even when you're terrified, and how to combat the spiritual warfare in your mind. Autumn's desire is to help break down complex topics in a way that's easy for everyone to understand and implement into their everyday lives. The goal of the Jesus Initiative is to tackle real-life topics in a real-life way, grounded in the Word of God. Understanding the things of God doesn't have to be hard. If you're a believer who wants to grow in your faith and strengthen your relationship with God, these Bible studies will challenge you in all the right ways. Simply search Autumn Miles on Facebook or follow her on Instagram at at Autumn Miles and click the follow button so you can stay in the loop for when the next Bible study starts. Okay, guys, we are back, and I'm excited about these questions. Like, uh, I've been prepped on these questions. I know that they are the questions of the culture right now, which is what um, I said in my opening statement. But, you know, because you love her, we all need her. We all love her. We all just need a Cassie in our lives. Guess who's here in all of our lives today? Cassie is joining me, as she usually does for our Q&A show. She's got all the questions in front of her and we're gonna have a good time right Cassie yeah these are my favorite I love doing these (laughs) Q&A's you're really good at them too well I feel like to be honest like there might be a name to this question but really I'm asking these questions because it's like (laughs) I have the same questions yeah so yeah it's amazing isn't it how many of these like I mean obviously you've worked on the team forever um, but isn't it amazing how we'll get one question and then like within the month there'll be like seven of the same type of question it's like it's the heartbeat of of the society right now it really is crazy yeah and I think if this does anything for our listeners I know that like we like am team reads our the messages that come through we we care for every single comment and question that comes through um and every time we see them when someone asks a question they always feel as though like they're the first ones to ask it well they're like I don't know if we've ever ventured into this territory but like if this does any if this show does anything for you like know that like everybody has these questions we're all thinking the same thing we're all in the same boat you know yeah so I think this these type of shows like normalize normalize things that maybe we sensationalize in our mind like I don't want to tell anyone I'm thinking this Um, this is like just so bad or this is just like so like I just can't get past this 
and it just kind of normalizes it because if you hear a question that you have, like a hundred other people have had the same question. Thousands, millions of people over the years have had the same question. That's good. Everybody write that down. Don't oh don't sensationalize or what did you say? You said normalize. I don't even what you know. I don't even know. I don't know. Whatever it is, go back ten seconds and write it down because it was really good. Cassie, uh, do you want to share with our audience your exciting news? My exciting news? Oh, yes. So (laughs) I was like, what is my exciting news? I just totally put her on the spot. We did not plan this. Gosh, listen, guys, I don't share this with anyone, but I will share it with the Am Fam because we're family over here. But I just got engaged. Yay! So we're getting married. Me and my fiance, we are very excited. That's it. That's my news. There it is. Yeah. Cassie's super private, so <laughs> you don't don't feel like you have to share anything else. But we are so happy for you, Cassie. I, a lot of people have watched you in your single days. And, um, and they she, didn't even her, know. And they didn't even know. Yes, because you're so private. <laughs> um, but we, I am so proud of you. And he's so cute. And you guys are so cute together. And he is, like, obsessed with her, you guys. It's so precious. So, anyway, it's I'll get the spotlight great. off of you because I know you're probably sweating right now. It's pretty great. He's pretty great. And everything's great. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> everything's great. <laughs> I love it. Love is great. Okay. Speaking <laughs> of great, Autumn, I've got great <laughs> questions for you. Nice um, segue. I know. Do you like that? So to kick us off, we are in the middle of summer. It has been 110 degrees here in July. I know, I know that all like, four of your kids are home. Everyone wants to do something. What are some of your favorite summer traditions that you do? Hmm. Summer traditions. I mean, we love to vacay. We were we're big on leaving and going. Um, I've always, like I just said in my monologue, we have always like done the work, even when to be that they, they shall remain nameless, have not done the work of traveling with their kids and my family, David, um, we have done the work of traveling because we have to do that with, uh, with, because we just live so far away from our family, but definitely leaving doing family vacations eddie and i love to get away together but um we are cultivating memories and stuff like that so i love that i also love an ice cream for dinner situation y'all know i love dairy queen cool mom award it's very common for me to say who wants a blizzard at 8 30 at night and we all pile in the cars and go get blizzards like that happens a lot I also love watching our kids in the pool. I do not like to get in the pool very much because my hair is like a whole situation. But um, we have a pool and we kind of, we bought it because we have 12 kids. So um, those are just some things that I love. I love just summertime. I love hearing like the bugs at night. I don't even know, what are they, crickets? You know? I love the birds in the morning. I love the crickets in the evening. I love the barbecue. I love the people. I love, I just love it all. I love the 4th of July. I think that's great. I really hope your brother listens to this podcast now. David. You really just called him out. David. (laughs) He don't care. (laughs) (laughs) But those are so fun. I think that those, all of those just like make what summer is. You cultivate the summer feeling in your family. So I think that that's. I love it. I love that. So speaking of family, we have a really good question. 
I have one about parenting and I know that you've got, what did you, you just celebrated your 18 years with Eddie, right? 18 years. It's like, like we, we feel like we're legal adults at this point in marriage. So <laughs> it's a good feeling. Adults. Yes. <laughs> you're legal adults. Um, you've got four kids. So I feel like we've got some good questions here. We want your opinions on just how you've raised your kids. So our first one here is what made it to where you could cultivate a healthy and safe and open relationship with your kids. How did you establish that kind of bond between your kids for them to be able to, to feel like they could tell you anything? Yeah. Um, I love this question. I think it's, it's super, super vital to a lot of people want this. A lot of people want transparency with their parents and I feel like um, in generations past, we haven't had that as much. That was one huge thing when Eddie and I became parents. We were like, we want our kids to feel comfortable. Now, now we're not naive, um, but we know that they're not going to tell us absolutely everything all the time. Um, but we do want an open line of communication. And it's something that we have worked on with all four of our children since birth. Like this just, just didn't happen when they were 10 years old. We try to really let them know we are where we want them to get their information from. We are the people that love them most in the world, uh, no matter what a friend might say or a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Um, and we want to let them know we are their source until they move out and are adults themselves of um, help in their lives. And so obviously I knew this question was going to be asked. We do a big job with, um, you know, producing these questions and gleaning them from you guys that have asked them. But because this question is one that involves my children, I wanted to have my daughter Grace on to answer it and get her thoughts on it. So Grace, welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Thank you. Thank you, Autumn Miles. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so you have you been hearing our conversation about what people are wanting to know. How do you develop uh, open line of communication with your kids? And we've worked on you, girl, since you were born. So I want to know what you think and how that's going for us. Well, funny story is I actually was asked this question um, a couple of days ago. I was talking to a group of people about something that I was able to tell you. And my response to this question was, ever since I was little, my mother has always told me, you can tell me anything. She never pried. She's never pinned me into a corner and asked me 15 questions but if I wanted to tell her, she would be right there with an ear to listen. She told me that it didn't matter where I would be, what kind of trouble I would be in, she would be right there in her car to pick me up if I asked. And she wouldn't ask me in the moment. And when I was ready, I could tell her. Now, the questions would certainly come later. <laughs> that, don't make that mistake. They, they definitely do. But... Her love for me never dwindled. It doesn't matter what I've told her or what I've done. Her love for me has only grown as life has gone on. And I know so many people don't have this relationship with their mothers or their fathers, the both their parents. And 
I is a blessing to have this relationship. And I think the reason why we do have this is because it was built when I was so much younger that now being in high school and being a teenager, because I've had this ever since I was little, to me, it doesn't feel like anything has changed, even though my problems have drastically changed since I was little. That was really good. You guys, she told me that answer, um, and I cried. We were in the car. I was at a stoplight, and I got really teary-eyed. I, I want to just say, for those of you out there that are looking to build a open, transparent relationship with your children, this was not my idea. This was God's idea. We are God's kids. We're his children. And what does he tell us in Scripture? I want to bear all your burdens. I want you to tell me through prayer everything that is weighing you down. I am here. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Cast your cares on me. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and petition, let your request be made known to God. One of the things that we do, either consciously or unconsciously, most of the time it's unconsciously, is we... We will mirror our relationship with our parents with God. If our parents were standoffish to us, that's how we'll be with God. If our parents were very transparent with us, that's how we'll be with God. If um, they were somewhere in the middle, sometimes we'll be free and transparent with our requests to the Lord, and sometimes we will be standoffish. What we don't understand is that because God is our ultimate heavenly father, we can't help but bring our experience into um, our prayer life with the Lord. I wanted to make sure with all of my children that there is an open line. I know that I can tell absolutely anything to the Lord, even though it might not be pretty, even though it might not be good, even though it, I might be confessing sin, whatever that is. I learned when I was 21 how to be transparent with Christ. And so, because I am a Grace, Jude, Moses, and Haven's earthly parent, I want them to be transparent with us, with grace and mercy attached, so that when they are on their own, they will be transparent with a heavenly father that will receive us at any point in our life. The low ones, the high ones, the bad ones, the sinful ones, the messed up ones, the broken ones, he never ever turns us away. And so that is what we are doing in our parenting with all of our children. And that's the thought behind why we parent. Nothing that we do in parenting is without a biblical principle attached to it. When Grace leaves our house, I want her to be able to be as transparent with her heavenly father as she is with her earthly mother and father. And that's what we're instilling in all four of our children. Did you know that? I don't know if I've known that to the exact words. <laughs> Uh, it's great to know that now. <laughs> so practically, Grace, I want to know from you, just very practically, there's a mom out there. She has a five-year-old little girl, and she's like, I want transparency. Can you tell me two or three easy tips that made you feel comfortable as a child that maybe she can implement in her parenting so where she can cultivate 
uh, culture of trust and security? I would say, number one, above all else, let her know that you love her. Let her know that you love her through the good, through the bad, through the horrible, through through everything. Because once you develop that within your daughter or your son, then they know Then there's nothing that I can do that will make your love for me dwindle. And that was probably the biggest thing to me, and it still to this day stands. I would say another thing would be just care for your daughter and show your daughter or your son that you are also not perfect. <laughs> not that, no, as a saying that, you can't expect everyone to be perfect when you yourself can't be perfect. And if your child learns that it's okay to make mistakes, something I've been taught it's okay to make mistakes as long as we learn from them, then that would be something to definitely develop because a child is going to make a mistake and they're going to be in fear of like, how do I tell my parent this? But if you let them know that it's okay for them to make mistakes, then they will feel more comfortable and they will feel your love shine through whenever they truly conf- confess what they have done. I think that's awesome. You know, I love you with my whole life and I would do anything for you. And I'm going to cry because I'm looking at her in my studio. <laughs> I love you, too, so much. More than you'll ever know. And she is such a good driver, and we're so proud of her. Yes, I am a good driver. I I, I feel like every time I come on now, I have to say that. I am a great driver, and I drive lots of people around safely. You do. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Love you. Thank you for um, joining us, okay? I love you. Okay. On to the next question, Cass. Autumn, that was so fun. I'm so glad Grace got to be on the show. That was such a good answer, too. It was so hefty. Isn't she the best ever? She's the best ever. She is the best. She was made for this. She's going to take your spot. She really was. When she stepped up to my microphone, she, like, her face lit up a little bit. Oh, she loves it. She loves a microphone. She (laughs) loves a microphone. The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree over here. I love it. (laughs) Well, speaking of a hefty question, I've got some really hefty questions here that we're um, super excited for you uh, to kind of touch on. Are you ready for these? Do it. Let's do it. So we're going to go. We're going to go right into it, Autumn. But we've got questions from people all the time. And um, this is also just, you know, everyone, everyone has this question. But as someone who's been hurt by a church, how can I protect myself and move forward freely in a new church? Um, read it again for the people in the back. Yeah, here we go. As someone who's been hurt by a church, how can I protect myself and move forward freely in a new church? So my next writing project is going to be about this. And um, so I really love this question. I actually was like, we need this to be a major question uh, today. Um, I want to tell you, whoever you are, because I know this applies to so many different ones of you out there that have been hurt by the church and you don't know what to do with that hurt. How do you move on to another church? So this is for you guys out there, anyone who's been hurt by the church. I know so many people are struggling with this right now. Do we go back to church? Do we not? Do we carry our guilt, our hurt? Do we not? What do you do when you've been hurt by the church? And this question specifically says, how can I protect myself and move forward freely into a new church? I want to tell you, those of you that are hesitant um, because you've been hurt, is healing is your protection. 
Healing is your protection. We are missing a conversation right now in the church that I hope to add to very soon about you've got to heal from any any type of hurt. This is not just under the umbrella of church hurt, but you need to heal from hurt before you can move on and truly experience everything that God has for you. But specifically in church hurt, we go hurt to hurt to hurt to hurt. And we wonder why we have this problem with church hurt because people are talking about the hurt so much and they're not talking about how they healed from the hurt in order to stay in the church. The mandate of going to church is in scripture by Jesus, given to us by Jesus. Um, Don't forsake the assemblings of yourself together. That was not a suggestion. That was a command that Jesus gave. Yet when we're so hurt, it's hard to obey that command because We don't want to get hurt again, and I get it. My answer to you is, what was the hurt, for those of you that are listening, and what is the correct process to heal from the hurt? Is it confronting the person that hurt you? Is it, if you know you're never going to get an apology from that person, is it giving that hurt to the Lord? Is it going to counseling? I love counseling, okay? What are the steps that you can take in order to heal from that church hurt so that you can fully walk into another church and experience the presence of the Lord there rather than the criticism that might come and boil up from the hurt? Healing is your protection. I understand this personally. I went to church while healing I think when you know that you've been wounded, you need to have some grace for yourself and you also need to have some grace for the leadership, knowing that the leadership is human and that you are healing those two. If you have an understanding that there's human leadership and you are in a healing process and not to take everything so seriously until you're through that healing process, You'll find that you can experience church again and you can experience the fullness of the presence of God in church again. But um, my direct answer would be heal because that's how you protect yourself from moving forward. And what are those steps to healing? Only God knows. Yeah, that's really good, Autumn. I feel like a lot of people needed that answer right there. That was really good. It's a conversation that we're not having and it really frustrates me um, because... It is, we're missing a step. If we were to, if we were to fall, like my kids skin their knees all the time. If we were to fall and skin our, or break our arm, um, and we're, my, Moses broke his arm a couple of years ago, you know, I, I would not say, okay, use that arm right this second. I wouldn't pressure him to use it. There is an allotted time period that his body has to heal before he can use that arm again. And guess what? We want him to heal so that he can be healthy moving forward. If we do that with our bodies, we've got to do that with our hurt as well. That's really good. For people who are visual, that's a really good way to see that. (laughs) I like that. Great. Yeah. So right in line with that, um, we've got another question here. After major church hurt, how do you know when to start serving at a new church again? Read that again. 
So after major church hurt, how do you know when to start serving at a new church again? Um, so I like this question as well. Obviously, the, my precursor to this would be heal. Um, but then you've got to, we need to take some personal responsibility about um, doing the, our homework when it comes to church. What is their statement of faith? That should be on their website, okay? What is their protocol when it comes to serving? A lot of people, I've heard a lot of people, they're like, my, my church just wants me to serve all the time and I'm burnt out. I have a job. I have kids. I have this. I have that. I can't do that um, all the time. We'll find out what is, how often are there, they going to require you to serve? I, I would meet with the pastor of the area that you are looking to serve in. All of these things are not unreasonable things. There are things that pastors handle on a regular basis. That's why we have a statement of faith. That's why we have um, pastors in the church to be able to answer some of these questions. Um, I would 100% in that conversation with the pastor in the area that you want to serve him, ask him the hard questions. Listen, I was hurt in my last church. What do you do in order to protect against maybe the area that you've been hurt again? And I, I just also want to tell everyone this. We are, we are the church. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. We are not serving a particular local church for the benefit of the local church. We should be serving the local church as um, a benefit to Christ, who is the head of the church. I think we have our attitude about serving completely wrong. We are asked to be God's hands and feet in scripture. Um, Jesus's hands and feet in scripture. He is the head of the church and we are the body. Okay. It is not as unto that local church we should serve as unto the Lord. And I think our perspective on serving needs to change. You're not serving that pastor to help that pastor out. While it will help the pastor out, you're serving under that pastor to help the furtherance of the gospel in your generation, in your time, in your area. And I think our perspective needs to change. It's not necessarily about the local church. It is about the body of Christ as a whole and how you serve Christ in serving. And I think, um, I don't think that that's been explained well. I don't think that that's been even been talked about well. We're told serve, 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 serve. Well, why? The ultimate reason for serving is so that we can be the hands and feet of the great body of Christ in our local church. Yeah. That's, that's great. I, again, I feel like a lot of people needed to hear that. It was really good. The personal good. responsibility. Good stuff. Good stuff. Do your homework. I think a lot of people are like, they're shocked when they're like, I have to serve twice a week. Well, before you commit, find out what the requirement is. I know a lot of pastors. I'm married to a pastor. Uh, been married to a pastor for a long time. Dad's pastor, the whole thing. It's not an unreasonable question. You're not going to be stepping on anyone's toes. Do some research before you say, this is where I'm going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. But when you do say yes, realize it's as unto the Lord, not as unto the whoever your, you know, point person is. That's really good. Like a mindset shift. Yes. That's really good. Yes. It's really hard to be mad at Jesus when you're serving. It's really easy to be mad at a human and 
So let's, there you go. That's good stuff. Okay. We've got time for one more. Um, and I think this one is super relevant for right now, Autumn. I'm going to read this one real slow. It's a little bit longer, but it says, some of my friends and I disagree on the issues happening in the country right now. It feels like it's changing our relationship, but I don't want to lose them. How do I stand by truth and my values while also respecting their opinions? Let's read that one again, too. A lot of people, a lot of people have this question. This is a good one. So it says, some of my friends and I disagree on the issues happening in the country right now. It feels like it's changing our relationship, but I don't want to lose them. How do I stand by truth and my values while also respecting their opinions? Um, I think this is maybe a major struggle that uh, the church is having right now. The church is in disagreement about how, you know, things are going politically or, you know, all the reasons you and we all have our own our own reasons for disagreeing with other people. I have a lot of friends that I disagree with. Let me just put that out there on certain issues. Okay. With what's happening in the world right now. But before all of the things were happening in the world right now, I disagreed with them on other things. Have you ever met someone that you agree with everything on 100% of the time? It just doesn't happen. I don't even agree with myself 10 minutes later. Like, oh, I want tacos. Oh, wait, no, I don't. I want a burger. Oh, wait, no, I'm going to have salad. Like, you typically would not agree with someone 100% of the time on everything. My husband and I certainly don't. And yet, we're still married after 18 years. We need to take some of the ways we handle disagreement pre-severe issues into what we're dealing right now with as a culture, with the politically charged climate the way it is, We need to take some of that grace when someone says, oh, I want tacos. Oh, no, I want, you know, a burrito or whatever. Um, Some of that easy grace we need to apply today. I think we forgot the beautiful art of disagreement. People don't know how to disagree anymore. They're just mad all the time and offended all the time. We need to back that up a little bit, and we need to understand that if Jesus is going to give them grace, I need to give them grace as well. Also, you are not going to change people. Um, That is the Holy Spirit's job to come in and to speak to that person's heart in order to change them. Your job is not to force something on somebody else uh, because you can't do that. It's not even uh, it's not even possible because you forcing something on someone is actually probably going to make them decide to not agree with you that much more. Their disagreement will be so much more severe. So. Your job is to sit back and to have the grace. Now, I understand that some of these topics that we're dealing with right now in the culture are immense. Um, There is an art to it. Look at what Jesus did. He told a story when he wanted to get his point across. He knew that going in and like pointing his finger in the Pharisees' face, which he actually did at one point. But he told stories. 
stories were relatable. Stories are how Jesus wasn't killed right off the bat, okay? Parables literally preserved his calling so that he wasn't immediately put to death because of the things that he was saying. Um, Ooh, I really felt that. So learn how to tell your side of the story through a story rather than screaming and yelling and whatever. And it is hard. Um, Some of the friends that I disagree with, we disagree with a lot on a lot of different things. However, I value their position in my life, even though I don't agree with the position in my life. Even some of my family members, uh, we talked about David earlier, some of his stuff theologically, we just disagree on. Do I say, okay, see you later. I'm never going to talk to you again. Absolutely not. We have agreed to disagree because we both love Jesus. Okay. The last thing I'll say about this, because I know this is a long answer, but I think it's important when Jesus gave us the command to love our neighbor, he did not say love the neighbors you agree with. He did not say that. He actually said to love your enemies, pray for them who persecute you. And I don't think we live out this verse enough. We'll love our neighbor if they agree, if our neighbor is agreeable, if our neighbor is nice, if our neighbor is whatever. But if as soon as our neighbor says something that we disagree with, we want to like, you know, throw the peace sign and turn around and walk away. That is not the gospel. That is not that commandment. You've got to learn and grow to love people that you might not agree with. That commandment is not conditional. And that's what I'd say about that, Cassandra. That's good. That commandment's not conditional. That's really good. I hope everyone's taking notes. (laughs) This is good stuff, man. Well, thank you so much, Autumn, for sharing on these. I know that these are, again, these are questions that everyone has. They're super relevant to right now. Um, Again, if you guys have questions or you want to know something, shoot us a message on Instagram, Facebook, or our hello at autumnmiles.com email. Um, Our team um, takes a lot of care in praying over each message that we get and responding to them. So we'd love to feature your question on the show. I love the questions. I have questions. I love, I love answering them. I wish we could have like a giant coffee with everyone and sit down and be like, So what do you think about this? So what do you think about this? I think it would just be super fun, but unfortunately we can't do that. But hopefully this helps. Thank you so much, Cassie, for being on. Thank you for having me. I love, um, Cassie does so much uh, and we appreciate her so much. She's just, just an incredible person. So thank you, Cassie. We love you. Am fam. Thank you. We love you, (laughs) am fam. Okay, uh, we're going to take a break, and I'm going to be back just with the praise report. Obviously, we just answered a lot of questions, but I have a uh, what's God doing in your life right after the break. Uh, Come right back. Looking for a passionate speaker to bring the Word of God for your next conference or church function? We've got the girl for you. Autumn Miles is the founder of the Autumn Miles Ministries with the goal of spiritually challenging the way people think. Autumn is dedicated to teaching the Bible in an engaging and relatable way so that everyone can experience the Lord in a deeper way. Autumn is a survivor of domestic abuse, and she's passionate about educating the church on how to effectively assist victims. Her message of hope and healing has been shared on the big stage internationally. 
Autumn is devoted to spiritually challenging people to draw closer to God. She is a passionate advocate for the Word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. So what are you waiting for? You can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement today. Just go to autumnmiles.com. Once there, just search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab. Click on it and scroll down for more information. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. Okay, here we go. We have a praise report. What is God doing in your life? I want to remind you that God is so at work in our community. We have thousands of people that listen along every single week. It's amazing uh, just to see what God's done with this little engine that could over here. We got this in and they read it to me and I was like in tears. Okay, this is what God is doing amongst us in our community this girl is your sister, and um, it's amazing to see. She writes this. Hello, AM team. I love. People know my team. I love it so much. Uh, praise report. I sent you all an email a few days ago requesting prayer for me and my family. Uh, her mom's in an assisted living home, and she has been trying to get her house ready to sell. She ran out of money. Her mom was about to be evicted, but... God, but God, you guys, um, she said, you answered me back yesterday offering prayer, which we often do. If you send us a DM or, or whatever on hello, autumn miles and email or DM on social, she said, I listened to the podcast while I'm working and episode 93 was for me. I love this. He has released me from the prison of other people's poor choices and how those choices affect me. He has honored me for taking care of my mom and trying to do what's best for her, even though she wasn't that great of an example. He made a way when I was weary and couldn't see the road before me. In this whole situation, I forgot this one sentence. She says this, I just wanted you to know I sold her house yesterday after you prayed for me. So I won't share her name, but I just want you guys to know that, you know, this is clearly a really big deal when you're taking care of a parent and then you have to kind of deal with all your parents' stuff and and things like that. And for, um, for the Lord to step in and to pray for her, uh, for us to be able to pray for her and the Lord to step in to sell her house is just so awesome. Um, so we're so happy for you. We're praising the Lord with you. I want you guys to know that there are miracles like this that are happening every day amongst us. God wants to do something incredible in you. He wants to do something incredible for you. And I want to hear about it. So email us at hello at Autumn Miles or DM us something that we could share on social. But I love you guys so much. I hope these questions and answers, I hope this Q&A helped you. Um, learn how to navigate some of the things that maybe you're you're facing in your life, questions that you have about church, questions that you have about like disagreeing with your friends and family and whatever, um, because that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to assist you. It's meant to help you. I hope you look at me as everybody's best friend as your girl over here, uh, because I just love that and I want to be your friend. Also want to let you know this. We are giving away copies of Gangster Prayer. We are at three years, you guys. Three years. And a lot of you guys have read that book, Gangster Prayer. But we are giving away copies. We want you to email hello at Autumn Miles 
a story of what God has done in your life. We're going to take either DM us on social or email uh, hello, and we are going to choose who to give these books away for just for our podcast family only. We're not going to do a social push, um, although we'll probably highlight the fact that it's three years old on social. But I want to give the books away right here. There are thousands of you guys that listen. And if you wanted to buy the book, couldn't buy the book, forgot to buy the book, whatever, this is your opportunity. So send us an email or a message on social. We'll gather those and we will be giving copies of Gangster Prayer away to celebrate our three years. Okay. I can't wait to hear what you guys send in. Okay, we love you so much. I adore you. Join me back next week for our series starting on the mouth, on words, on what you say is going to be good. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, you can check out the many resources that Autumn has available, from her books and past episodes to her video series. We've got all the tools you need to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. To get connected and for more encouraging content, you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. We appreciate your prayers and support for this ministry. It's because of you that we have been able to impact millions of people worldwide and that we can continue to serve those who need to hear Autumn's message of victory and promise. Find out how you can come alongside us when you go to autumnmiles.com. Just search the top of the index for the support tab. Thank you for listening in today and be sure to join us next time for another episode of The Autumn Miles Show.